Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Can your savings weather an economic storm? There are very few physical assets you can invest in that are proven to stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. And Birch Gold lets you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. That doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Simon, your book is called A Critical Introduction to Tarot. Tell us about that title. Well, I wanted to differentiate it from the other kinds of introductions to tarot that there are that are more how-to guides. So a critical introduction to tarot is, uh, as the title suggests, a critical look. Um, but that isn't to say a criticism, not at all. It's, um, it, it, it's a look... Uh, using sort of philosophical tools of criticism, so weighing up the arguments um, that are implicit in the various kinds of tarot practices that there are. The book is essentially a literature review of the um, of the different um, uh, tarot books that are out there, trying to make sense of the landscape of belief. What kinds of beliefs support a tarot practice? Because a tarot practice itself isn't, you know, there's no tarot religion, you know, so it 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 comes it's embedded within many different kinds of beliefs. And so I wanted to understand what kinds of beliefs were compatible with it, as well as understanding the tarot more deeply. And this book is uh, the result of that journey. Do the tarot cards really foretell the future? Many people believe that. It's definitely something that I try to reason through and make sense of in the book. So I use, as I said, philosophical tools to do that, yeah. as well as an understanding of statistics and um, ethics. So, uh, but 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 I do take seriously that 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 claim. Uh, what I've discovered is that uh, the belief in a uh, fortune telling or predictive tarot rests on uh, it, it can't rely on a um, on a materialist metaphysics. So what I mean by that is that. The physical world is all that all that, all that exists, uh, also known as physicalism. So, uh, it, it so 
we're restricted right away that we have to believe in, in a spiritual realm at least, or, or perhaps in some kind of sense where maybe the universe is a projection in, you know, a great consciousness that we're all a part of, or maybe even a computer simulation, as some technologists and AI uh, fans are, are, are interested in that idea. But that is essentially a kind of what's known uh, philosophically as idealism, which is uh, that that there's a, a more real reality beyond this one, and, and what we see around us, the physical world, is is less real in some sense. So, you know, that obviously is a little complicated, but I I, uh, I, I, I pull that apart in the book in, in detail. And um, so the answer is people do believe it, and I think that uh, depending on one's view of metaphysics, certain, um, certain metaphysics can support that belief for sure, and it's difficult uh, ultimately to know uh, for sure the answer to those metaphysical questions, you know, and uh, one that that's easy for us all to consider is, you know, what came before or caused the Big Bang? You know, no one has the answer to that, and <laughs> no. that we can have those answers. But there, there are questions that are either outside our understanding or difficult to understand, and then, you know, what we choose to be our provisional answer on those has implications. Simon, I've interviewed so many scientists and physicists, about the Big Bang Theory, and I still have not been told an answer that is acceptable to me. It's it's, it's incredible. It really is. Absolutely. Well, with these tarot cards, what's the history of the tarot? So the tarot cards were created in uh, the 15th century in Italy, likely in Milan, but the scholarship is still uncovering exact, uh, you know, the exact start of the tarot. But it was certainly uh, created uh, by pious Catholic Christians um, who uh, created it as a card game. So it was originally a card game not used as a, as a divination device recently, or at least there's no evidence for that. Um, so it, 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 as a card game, or sorry, as a card deck played for a game, uh, the tarot card deck consists of two sections. Uh, the larger section is like our familiar playing card deck, like the poker card deck, which has four suits, just like we're used to. Um, there's ten numbered cards, again, like we're used to. Um, but it has four court cards instead of three. Um, so that's called the minor arcana to people uh, into esoteric tarot. Um, the other section is called the major arcana, but it was originally known as the trumps because of the uh, role that it plays in the game. So that's 22 cards. And they, originally in the game, uh, are part of the trumping mechanic in the trick-taking game that is tarot, uh, similar to bridge, which is really, really popular game. So many people will be familiar with what it means, that, whether it be a trick-taking game, what that means. And so the trumps um, are a permanent set of tricks, uh, whereas in, for example, bridge, uh, cards in the normal playing card section become tricks uh, based on the rules of the game. That's what it was originally created as, as a kind of a, as a game. And then in the 18th and 19th century, uh, at the the latest, it was uh, it was used for uh, fortune telling and divination. So it was taken up by the French uh, occult uh, occultists at the time, uh, who you know saw something very interesting in the allegorical images of the tarot or the archetypical images of the tarot especially in the Trump section, the major arcana. Mm -hmm. Those are, you know, cards like death and 
the food, you know, judgment, the world, temperance, and so on. These are big themes that, um, you know, that, that do speak to people. It's, it's one of the reasons uh, why tarot has remained so popular over that many hundreds of years is that these, these, these images are archetypical and sort of apply in all eras. And it seems that nowadays the tarot card is more relegated to mysticism and things like that. Don't you agree? I wouldn't say relegated, but certainly it is. Um, it is mostly used in, in a mystical practice. Um, although I think the people in the English-speaking world, like you and I, might be surprised to learn that uh, in, in Europe, tarot as a card game is still widely played. Is it usually with? Yes, usually with the deck um, called the Tarot de Marseille, which is the most popular deck in Europe from uh, I want to say around uh, this, from the 17th century onwards. And uh, just like I described, this game similar to bridge, uh, and and it wouldn't be so. It obviously has the the same uh, connotations of fortune telling and so on. But but for, you know, one 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 famous example is that Sigmund Freud played tarot in in the German speaking world. It's called tarot, um, and in, in Italy, uh, by the way, it's called tarachi, and you know, it, it's uh, that is the original name. We use the French tarot with the T at the end, it's usually silent when pronounced uh, because of the influence of the French occultists and the English-speaking world. But, but so I, I suppose it is, uh, you know, mostly known to us as a mystical practice, but, but there are people today making new card games using tarot, um, and not only as a, as a mystical practice, but people today often use it as a psychological practice, which certainly has a mystical aspect, but is bit more grounded maybe in the kind of scientific or at least somewhat scientific worldview that most people are sort of maybe uh, forced to inhabit because of the, the world that we live in, or at least forced to reckon with the kind of scientific ideas that are very dominant in our society. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans, and yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Simon, who determines the outcome of the tarot card? Is it the reader or the person who is getting the tarot reading for who pulls the card? Well, I think that everyone can agree that on some level it, it comes from, uh, it's chance-based, and it's just what influences that chance, if anything. So how a tarot card reading usually works, if it's, uh, so let's say there's two people. One is the tarot card reader, and the other is the querent, or some people call them the seeker. The person who the tarot reading is for. So the tarot card reader will uh, pick up the deck. They might ask the other person to touch it, or a lot of people don't allow people to touch their, their, their tarot card deck. Um, and the tarot card reader will shuffle the deck, uh, usually in a ritualistic way, so they'll they might say something, they might, you know, uh, do some mental work, like clear their mind, even say a prayer, all depending on the, the, the belief system that they're operating within. They'll shuffle the deck, so that introduces randomness into the deck. They usually shuffle it by hand. Tarot cards are actually quite big physically compared to playing, card, uh, playing cards. You can get smaller cards, but they're, they're often bigger, so that those make shuffling actually a challenge. So some people will spread out the cards on a table, and shuffle it that way because it's a little easier depending on as well the size of, of the person's hands, believe it or not. Um, but in any, in any case, they'll introduce randomness into the deck where, where they'll, 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 make the, they'll, they'll make the deck into a random order and then they'll pick cards from the top. What they'll do then is usually uh, they'll, they'll use a tarot card spread, which is the name used for laying out the cards on a table in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. The example I always use for simplicity is a three-card spread. We might have uh, three cards in from left to right, and the one on the left is the past, the one in the center is the, is the present, and the one on the right is the future. And so cards will get pulled, three, and they'll be put in those positions, and then the tarot card reader will interpret the cards, what cards actually come up in, in, in those positions, but also related to where they are in the, uh, the layout, the spread itself. Um, so who picks the order of them i mean it's a random order so it just depends on then what do you what do you think randomness is another example that i often use is if we if we if someone believes which many people do that everything happens for a reason and if they genuinely include everything in that uh, claim then then it stands to reason that a tarot card uh, ordering where the, the cards that come out happen for a reason. So it's really just what's behind that reason. And, and that really asks a much, much bigger question about how uh, we can affect those things. Um, I can, I can, can continue to explain if you'd like, but we can, we can move on. Yeah, and, and I did want to ask you too that you believe the tarot cards are linked very heavily to Christianity, don't you? Yes, it's one of the things I was myself surprised about, but but it's uh, it's it's what I actually am continuing to research uh, after the book and write uh, several essays about is you know because tarot uh, has is often denounced by uh, prominent Christians. You know, you mentioned the Pope earlier on. Well, in two thousand and eighteen, uh, the Pope 
also denounced specifically the tarot cards. Did he? he okay. Was, he did. <laughs> and he was, which isn't surprising either, because the catechism, the Catholic catechism, is, uh, is, is strictly against divination practices. Um, although, you know, that is also, uh, in my opinion, a, a bit of a gray area because other kinds of divination are, are um, the interpretation of dreams, for example, and there exist, you know, folk practices that Christians use, such as flipping to a page in the Bible for advice, which is a kind of divination. Uh, and, you know, the Bible is also has many examples, especially in the Old Testament, of when the, the Hebrews uh, used different uh, divinatory practices and so on. But but today, in the world we live in today, the, the Catholic Catechism, which was only, you know, written in the last hundred years, uh, was um, is explicitly against divination. So it's not surprising that the Pope would come out with this. But he views the tarot cards, and, and I, I think many Christians do, you know, as a, um, you know, only as fortune-telling, you know. But mm-hmm. most people today, uh, although... Uh, uh, people do still use it for fortune telling, but there's a shift uh, towards using it for more personal development. And many tarot authors come out against predictive tarot. Uh, one uh, prominent example is Benabel Wen and her book uh, Holistic Tarot, which is a, a really great book and, and very influential. And she prefers what she calls analytic uh, tarot as opposed to predictive tarot. But um, back to your question, um, so the, the Pope came out and denounced tarot uh, as a divinatory practice and said people should, you know, seek wisdom from God instead of tarot cards. But many people do believe that actually God is behind what's going on, uh, or angels or, or, or other divine... Speak, speaking through the cards, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, but but it's, it's, it's unanimous almost across the sort of Christian divide as well, you know, Protestants and evangelicals are as well against them, um, but I think that there is a lack of appreciation of the of the roots of of uh, the Christian roots of tarot. Well, as I mentioned, uh, tarot comes from uh, 15th century Italy, and is imbued with many. Even the decks of that time were imbued with many uh, Christian symbols, and, and uh, you know, for example, virtues like temperance is, is a good example. I mean. Uh, temperance uh, as a concept is very linked to to the Christian movements. Uh, let's say in the, in the prohibition era in, in America, uh, where, where you're speaking from, there's the temperance movement, right? So that's one of the cards um, in the tarot card deck, and, and that, that was a, a you know that's a moral virtue. And so Interesting. The is really full of those things. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.